The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Man, I gotta say, I slept so comfortably I slept like a baby last night. I had the most peaceful sleep that I've had since I can remember last night. And I think it's got to do with it. Michael, you know, between the two of us, you're the betting man. I'm I'm not a gambler. Uh, I'm not into sports betting. Um, And I'm not even into predictions much. But I think, tell me if I'm doing this right. I think last night's NBA playoff outcomes... I think those would equate to a parlay in our business. It, like it, it, when it comes to a sports talk show, if that's what we are, a debate show, if that's what you want to call us, whatever this is that we're doing every day from three to five on Peacock and Sirius XM. Um, I hit a parlay last night, I think. Did I do that right? Because my night could not have gone much better. Brooklyn blew out Boston. L.A. righted the ship. And the Clippers clipped. So I figured, Michael, with that as a setup, I'm going to just go back, go ahead and sit back and let you explain yourself because I'm sitting pretty right about no, now uh, no, 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 after no, last no, no, night's no. action. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I've been How did you sleep? On this. How did I'm you not... feel? No, I slept great. I slept great. Okay. Uh, I went to sleep late. I did go to sleep late because, you know, I was working a night job. Wondering you know how saying, you were going to. I was working. A w- night wondering job. how you were going to deal with all of this today. Wondering how you going to deal with me today. No. Wondering how you going to talk your way. But, I, what, how you going to no. talk in circles today about about no, things no happening the way I said they were going to happen. No, okay. Mike, all right. okay. Mike, okay. I've been, okay. I've been very consistent okay. on this. I think actually consistently I mean, wrong. I know how to do this. <laughs> You've been consistently uh, wrong. Right here, back here, wrong. Right, here. right here. It's it, it's around. It'll be like a weather. It's right up in here in the feed. And I say oh, it's still feed, early. I said that after game one <laughs> with Phoenix. It's still early. I said after game two with Phoenix. It's still early. So like you you act like and I know you're not really comfortable with your age. But you're old enough to know better. I mean, you in your 40s. You're well into your 40s. Well into your 40s, all right? So you should know that this is not a this is not old school NBA best of three series, which they used to have. It's not a best of five. It's a best of seven. So like anybody patting themselves on the back after two games in the series has has really no grasp of NBA reality. So I didn't do that after game one. I'm not doing it now. I'm not panicking. I'm not celebrating. I'm just, well, I'm, well, I'm watching. Okay, well, you, you know what? 
Then you oh you oh you're watching oh okay so you, you know Michael you I'm might as watching. well you might you you must have I'm enjoying okay maybe you were maybe you were listening and consuming too much Clipper propaganda last night because you sound like you're straight out of the locker room because I hear somebody that's in denial right now okay because denial of what just to speak broadly what's the denial and we can get into specifics okay that how wrong you were and if you're and if and if you're gonna fall back on oh you know it's early okay that's lame. Okay, that's it's too early in the show. It's correct to be that lame because okay, but wait, but just, just let me tell you what you're wrong about because maybe the disconnect is you don't recognize what you're wrong about. Number one, what? What am I you wrong have about? Been let's go, first of all, first of all, let me I'll interrupt. Tell you. Let me just, can tell I interrupt you. you for a second? Can I just interrupt you? Sure, sure. Tell me what sure. series because there's a conversation for each series. So tell me what series you're talking about, and then I'll mm-hmm. tell you how specifically I how I feel. What what series? Well, who are we talking about? The Clippers? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you quickly why why you were wrong about all three, okay? And then you can pick which series you want to dive deeper in, okay? Again, okay. this is your show all today. Right. This is your show. You the one with some explaining to do, not Thank me, you. not me. You the Thank one that's got some explaining to do. Okay. I appreciate chronological it. order. I appreciate shall we? It. Thank you. Yeah. You, I told you yesterday, Brooklyn could score two hundred points and you wouldn't be impressed. You have found right. a way. You've been they really creative to hate on the Nets all yesterday? season long. So they yesterday, nobody with any sense of objectivity or fairness would say that the Nets were not impressive in victory last night. Okay, that's like, so you can okay, eat it on that one. You can eat it on that one. The Nets look great last I'm night. I'm gonna start with that. Deal one. with. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Number. Wait. Hold, hold on. Okay. Number two. Chronologically. I get there. You can sit up here and say, oh, it's still early, Michael. Let me write it down. But before the series started, you planted your flag in Phoenix and said, the Lakers are going they gonna down. Win the you said it loud. They win the series. You said it proud. The series the is 1-1, one, one, Mike. Gonna win the- That's it. No, 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 no. That's it. No, it's sweep not up? what you said. It's how you said it. It's not what you said. Yeah. It's how you said it. You say hey, it with conviction go to the, as if the Suns were going to run away with this thing, as if the Lakers no, I, were not I, who we thought they were, and that the Suns. No, 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 no. Okay. And I'll just give you the third one. Let me give you the third one. If you go to the hole, you can retort. If you go go to the hole, don't flip up no little. Don't flip up the layup. Let me give you the third one. Bring it. Retort. Let me get. Let me give you the third one, and then you can retort. The third one was for some strange reason, and I try to tell you to come with me. I tried to bring you with me. I said, Michael, let's go. The ship be sinking. Let's jump ship. Because both of us were drinking that Clippers flavored Kool-Aid. Okay? Both of us sat in a lonely barber's chair. Okay? Against all logic when it came to the Clippers. <laughs> both of us both of us were like, you know what? The Clippers are different this year. No more Clipper jokes. Oh, wait. Maybe, maybe they might actually, you know, come through this season. Something's... And I said, Michael, they gonna clip. The Clippers can't cut it. Whether you believe Ty Lue or not, whether it's true or not, when all sides pointed to the Clippers trying to manipulate the bracket, you and I had a knockdown, dragout argument about really what amounts to karma. And that the Clippers of all teams shouldn't be trying to pick opponents. They should be worried about themselves and handling their own business. And here they are, down 0-2 after two home games to legend in the making Luka Doncic. They're done. 
It ain't officially over, but they're done. But okay, you're right. It's not officially over. So I've said my piece. Those are the three ways in which you have been galactically wrong about these series so far. You you, you hate on Brooklyn and they handling their business. They look incredible. Yeah, right. Right, you right. sat up there and you had That's Phoenix incredible. acting like oh, everybody was sleeping on the second seated Suns and the Lakers were just, you know, a, a, about to about to go quietly into this good night. Yeah, that series yeah, has flipped that. for a number of reasons. And last that. but not least, for some that. strange reason, you want to be on the Clippers bandwagon that's headed. Shout out to Mike Tyson headed to Bolivian. So I've said enough. Yeah, All right. I, I know everybody yeah. that watches and listens to us knows who had the good night last night. You struggling right about now with your playoff predictions, no, but go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. Tell me why I'm wrong about great. you being wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go now. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you're good at first before I tell you what what you're so um, just off on. I'll tell you what you're really good at. You're really good at telling stories. You know, some kids are like that. <laughs> this should be good. They tell they tell uh, really they tell really good stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? That's creative, but it ain't happened like that. But that's really creative. So, you know, your stuff I said about the lake after the Lakers gonna go quietly the Lakers are chumps. I never said that. I said that the Suns are going to win the series. And as far as I You're can tell, you know, You're maybe I have different information. <laughs> I think the series is I'm just looking right here on, on the sheet. I think it's one one. Is it one one, right? Still one one. Okay. Yeah, you know, cause I, like, no, no, I, I don't keep up. Yes. I, I don't keep up yeah. with everything like I should. Let me just start here. Let me right. just start here, right? I know you don't hey, like numbers. Okay, and whatnot, can I start yes, with Brooklyn? It is one one. I'm, co- I'm co- you're comfortable with. Can yes, I start with Brooklyn yes. and Boston? Sure. All right. Yes. You said I'm a because I remember what you say. I listened to you on this show. So you said you? Uh, talking about Washington. You know Washington. I, mm-hmm. I brought up their record. They were like 34 and 38 or something like that. And you said you know Washington. I'm not looking at 34 and 38. I'm looking at them as a 17 and 16. Like the way they close. Mm-hmm. So they're 17 and 6, not really mm-hmm. the 34 and 38. I think that's a fair way of looking at it because they kind of transformed themselves. Conversely, Boston is a 500 team. But down the stretch, let me tell you who Boston lost to. Boston lost to the Bulls. Boston lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who've been trying to lose for like two months. They actually lost to the Thunder at the crib. Uh, Boston lost to Cleveland twice. Hey. Boston is a bad basketball team. Boston lost Jalen Brown for the season. Boston has about five dudes on the roster who you go see when you go back to New Orleans and you go back to that Y you used to play at. You go see them at the Y. They don't belong in the NBA. They've got a bad roster. They're a bad basketball team. On top of that, their heart ooh, ooh, empty, empty. Robert Williams, the guy who blocks everybody's shot. This is what he does. He's got a nice little move. I've never seen this before in the NBA playoffs. He'll block your shot. You're on the opposing team. Then a brother will help you up. Hey, dude, it's the playoffs. Leave him on the floor. This ain't the good Samaritan tale. Walk away. Okay, Boston's a bad basketball team. So if you're going to get excited that Brooklyn is running the bad Celtics, the worst team in the playoffs, by the way, I don't exaggerate. They're the worst team in the playoffs. They're worse than Washington. Even though they beat them, they're worse than every. They're worse than Memphis. Any kind of low-seeded team you want to bring out, Boston is the worst team to play off. So that okay. Uh, next, next, next. And I can't stand Brooklyn. I'll continue wait, to hate can, on can them. We, can we, can we stay there for a second? Wait, oh, wait. Were you about to go to yeah. another series, or can we stay here for a second? Can we stay I'm going go to the next series. Go, go you mind? Yeah, you know, Michael. 
this is a this is a, this is a little get back. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go as far as you did, but this is a little get back. I'm about. I'm about to hit, just brace yourself for this. All right. When it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, you talk like a Republican. And here's what I mean by that. Okay, <laughs> here's here's what I mean by that. You are so hypocritical. You. You 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 the election was stolen to suit your the narrative was stolen when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, it's just like I don't even know why even I should ask I me who my president is that you ask me who my president <laughs> is that you could not speak objectively and fairly uh, about. I mean, like it's oh, just you, you, it, it never ceases to amaze me. How you bend over backwards? You're a contortionist. You're a contortionist when it comes to hating on the Brooklyn Nets. It started in the preseason. It continued all season. Michael, I hear what you're saying about Boston. I hear and, and, and all facts, all facts. But did it ever occur to you, number one, that it ain't Brooklyn's fault that they that Boston is in the condition that it's in? Right. That Brooklyn's right. doing its job. It, it can still be impressive. Right. Is Boston in the playoffs? Just show Are they up. in the playoffs? Okay, if you Show didn't up, want this smoke from 20. Brooklyn, you shouldn't have been. I hate on you. All right, hey, so go ahead. that's Handle number one. Number two, could the that's Celtics, right. God, could the agree. Nets be so good? Could the Nets be so good that they're making the Celtics look that bad? Because no, the how Celtics can you are not no, no, no. be impressed? Celtics are bad. I told you they lost to. Both things didn't can I be true. Tell you who they lost to? Both things can be true. Both, okay, you okay. did, all but right. both things can be true. We agree that. I give you that. I'm sorry, both things can be true. Okay, I'm trying to tell you that, that the Nets make a lot of people look like this. They're capable of making a lot of people look okay. like this. And when their big three plus Joe Harris plus whatever has inhabited the body of Blake Griffin, when they're playing like that, everybody's gonna look bad. And I, I just wish you had the maturity, Michael, to step yeah. back, yeah, <laughs> release your whatever whatever pettiness you have against. Brooklyn and just look at it for what it is that they're a damn impressive team that is <laughs> that's still that's still ahead, figuring it out. I'm gonna take and they're I'm sharing the ball. All the things that you and everybody else suggested you you have been waiting for this team to implode and since they're not imploding and since they're rounding into form and since they are impressive now you got to do the predictable thing which is attack their credibility. Now you got to attack the opponents. Okay, now you got to say, well, they, you know, they, 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 it's the Celtics. And then when they go against uh, uh, Milwaukee next round, presumably, and when they beat Milwaukee, ah, well, you know, Bulldozer, he doesn't adjust. And, and, and Milwaukee, I mean, you know, like, they, no, we, no, we, no, we no, know no. they were frauds. No, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I, 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 look, I, I know everything he's about to say against me, okay? Says B-Rabbit, okay? No. <laughs> you, you ain't an MC. I know everything you're about to say. I know when you're going to go with, with, when the playoffs as they go, I know what you're going no, to man. say I'm not, every I'm step not doing of the that. way, Michael. So this is so I, I'm not I, I'm not surprised. But keep going. Take, All right, well, let me just take say it where you want to go. Yeah, I, I, you say this and then say. take it where you want to go. No, you brought up you brought up some good points, and we don't disagree as much as you think. There, there's some agreement. Uh, you know, some of the things you said there, right? It can both things can be true. Celtics can be bad and the Nets can be so good that they make a bad team look even worse. That is absolutely true. I just want to say before I go on to the next series though, there are millions and millions and millions of votes that were not counted. Okay, millions of votes. 
They weren't counted. <laughs> and why can't there be another recount in Georgia? There should be another recount. Give me a, what did that? Do we have enough recounts in Georgia? Huh? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just asking. Yeah. Um, anyway, I only play a Republican Next on series. TV. I'm not, not, don't get it twisted now. Don't get yeah. it twisted. Um, so, in, in Denver, I'm not, excuse me, in Phoenix Lakers, like Mike, you have just totally exaggerated this one. Now, I got to tell you, honestly, I, I, you, you told me to be, uh, be fair and to be real. I'm going to be real with you. I'm a little worried here. I'm not worried because they lost last night. I'm worried because of Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the reason, part of the reason I picked uh, Phoenix to win the series. I mean, Chris Paul was a big part. Of that. Not the reason. I thought they matched up well. I thought they had. Well, when you when uh, you Chris made your Paul point, when Booker. you made your point about experience, when you made your point about experience is not going to cost the Suns. I mean, you were specifically talking right. about the presence of Chris Paul, obviously. No, I'm just talking about the just the the presence. But see, this is my fault. This is my fault, I, and I won't make excuses here. If they lose because oh, Chris Paul didn't play. No, if they lose the series, I just go, I'm gonna have to take that. My my problem is not just looking at the matchup, and I think they have a, a, a significant matchup in the backcourt. Even though Schroeder went off last night, uh, significant matchup in the backcourt with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, I think that's just better than what the Lakers can bring to the table. My problem is, I gotta look at history. You got it right there in your feed. In your feed. It wasn't for bad luck. Okay, is it bad luck though? Is it bad luck with Chris Paul? Or is it yep. possible to play like that? Everybody calls him a warrior and they talk about his toughness. Yeah. Well, there are six eight warriors and there are six feet warriors. So if you're six eight, two hundred and fifty pounds, two hundred and sixty pounds, you could be a warrior and you could you could uh, uh, hand out some punishment and take it and still keep going. When you're six feet tall, like Chris Paul. Hey, you're going to be a warrior. You go in there and initiate some contact or you take some contact. You're probably going to get banged up. And throughout his career, it's not bad luck. Maybe he's just not built for for the same things that LeBron James is built for. Not a knock on him. You can't help it. Can't t- help how tall you are. Okay. Hey, man, I'm 5'8". Okay. Hey, look, hey, just, this is the way it is. Okay. I, I'm going to be at a disadvantage in certain situations. So... Uh, it's too bad if they don't have Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm really nervous or if they I'll have come, a limited Chris Paul. I'm really nervous about later. them yeah. pulling out the series and then finally I'll make this still quick. One one. I'll come back. I'll, I'll come back to Chris Paul. I'll come back to Chris Paul later. I'll come back to Chris Paul later on in the interest of time, but I'll just say this before you move on to the Clippers one quick retort. All right, you know good and damn well if the Suns had won last night and it was 2-0, you wouldn't be talking about it's still early. You wouldn't be talking about all the Suns did was whole serve and went at home. So it's just real convenient that after Anthony Davis got his act together and LeBron was LeBron and the Lakers put their foot down last night, it's just real convenient that it's still early. You're right. Technically, Factually, you're right. It's one-one. Series is just starting, as they say. But don't right? think I don't That's know conjecture. what would have happened today. I object. If the, if the sun, That's conjecture. Oh my God! If the sun, I don't oh, know. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know. I don't know what I would say. I don't know what I would say. Okay. Uh, so let what me, you let me say call my let me call your my Clippers. first cousin. 
Let me call my first my first cousin Josh Hawley. Let me call him on uh, on speed dial. My first cousin. Yeah, yeah. So what you got to um, say about your play? Right, here's the other thing. All right, here's the, here's the other thing. They're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. We we got we now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, oh, oh man! Oh <laughs> my <laughs> God! What now are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Oh my God! Oh man! They in trouble. I feel like man. I just got you to admit you ordered trouble. the cold red. I, I feel like I just got you to oh, admit wow. that you ordered the cold red. <laughs> man, thank you. Thank I'll take you. the L there. That's, that's what I was hoping for. It ain't that's so was, early. Yes. L. I'm aware. Okay. That Come on. Okay. What are you doing, Michael? If if how's losing, that working out look, for look, you? Look, was a team. I, it would be the Clippers, <laughs> okay? Like whether it's firing Doc Rivers, whether it's tanking the end of your season to manipulate your position in the bracket. How's that working out for y'all right about now? Your analogy is so good. We talk about despite evidence to the contrary, despite all the evidence saying don't go there. We go into the shop. It's packed. Brothers on their phones. Brothers are playing, you know, we got, we got a dice game going. Everybody's, everybody's yeah. occupying themselves. There's that lonely barber's chair. And here I come back in my hair days. Yep. And I go in and be like, yo, man, you like, oh, yeah, sit down, bro. What? Right. Why did I, I do I, that? I, 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 I'm, this dude I'm messed crunch. up my line. My line is jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. To, like, Mike. And, and here's here's I'm not your what my real problem is with this. Not not now you're in position hey. because you wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now you're in position to have to, def- to, to have to defend the Clippers, and that's not fair to you. I can't it's defend. It's not him. your fault, Michael. I can't defend them. I screwed up. <laughs> you know, I screwed up. I want a mulligan. I want that back. Hey Gary, do we have that sound of Paul George. Paul George post game. If we have a Paul George post game sound, just drop it in anytime. If we don't have it, uh, we'll get to it later. But Paul George post game. All right, here we go. Check this out. I want you to listen to something. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, this is the problem. Listen to Paul George after the game. Listen. There, there is none. You know, there is a competition. Um, we got to rise to the to the occasion. Um, you know, fact of the matter is, if, if we don't, uh, we're done for. Um, but um, there's no level of concern. I mean, we, we just got to play our game. We got to play through this. Um, we got we to gotta incorporate our defense. Um, Luke is going to get his touches. We just got to do a better job defensively of just quieting everyone else. Mm. What you say? Uh, that lets me further know. That lets me further know that they're screwed. Look, they've got two extremely talented defenders who happen to be about six eight. Like Luke is about what six eight, right? So you got like two talented defenders, all league defenders, and somehow Luke is gonna get his touches. No, 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 no. I'm a max player. I'm here so Luca doesn't get his touches. Kawhi's here so Luca doesn't get his touches. We're down zip two. We had home court advantage and we lost two games at home. This is unacceptable. That's what he should have been saying. He said he's just so casual. Oh, I'm not concerned. You be concerned, man. Be concerned. How about this? Let's look at it this way. In your last, what? In your last five playoff games, you're 0 and 5. Which, wh- wh- why are you casual? In your last five, you're 0 and 5. 
Come on. Like this, this the, the mix, the mix is not right. It's like we gotta get we gotta get, get, get let's get Melly Mel on this. It's in the mix. It, like, the, the mix is messed up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this team, yeah. all the jokes, all the jokes are justified. I don't know who's going to help them. I don't know if changing coach is going to help them. I don't know if the support staff is going to, if, you know, changing the complimentary players. It might be something. It might be in the dirt. It seriously might be in the dirt of the, the organizational charter. They just going to have to start over. Like, move to, <laughs> like, move to, like, Santa Barbara or something. I mean, like, they messed up, man. It's just messed up historically. Yeah. Hey. Just bad. Listen, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and take a quick break. Uh, the homie Jason Johnson standing by. I'm sure he got some clipper jokes to get off. Uh, he should. And he'll have my back on your disrespect for the defending champs. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll let you have it about the Lakers, too. Because everybody heard you. Okay? 1-1. Talking real tough going into this series. It's 1-1. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Jason Johnson, I'm not even about to sit up here and waste time with the pleasantries. Talk your ish, bro. Talk your ish to Michael Howard you know, when it comes to your Lakers. You know what? I knew this was going to happen. There would be the doubters. There would be the haters. There would be the people who would be concerned. But at the end of the day, whether it's through the wonderful machinations of Adam Silver or, or actual quality play, I knew the Lakers were going to even up the series. I knew Chris Paul was going to get hurt because Chris Paul always gets hurt. Chris Paul has not yeah. been able to make it through a, a second round playoff series in a thousand Sad, years. Man. If he had, he would have already. If, if Chris Paul was able to stay remotely healthy, he would have gotten James Harden to the finals about two seasons ago, two or three seasons ago, right? But he can't stay healthy. So I knew the Lakers yeah. would eventually win. They're going to probably yeah. sweep the rest of the series if Chris Paul can't play. They're going to march their way to the NBA Finals. The NBA will get their matchup between uh, probably the Dallas Mavericks and LeBron James. They'll get their white chocolate adventure that they desperately want to see so they can market that to no end. And then the Lakers will go to the finals. Hey, and they'll probably be the 76ers. What was that? So, uh, for, so first of all, uh, before we get to the Clippers and your Clipper <laughs> jokes, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about that dope T-shirt you're wearing. Uh, oh, what's up, man? Oh, yeah. Have you gone to the festival in uh, Have you gone to Brooklyn Afro Punk? Yeah, festival? yeah. I went. I went to Afro Punk in Brooklyn. I went to Afro Punk in Atlanta. I went to see uh, Tora Imoa, which is like one of my favorite synth pop uh, performers. Uh, before everything in the universe shut down, if they make him a Funko Pop, I'll, I'll add him right next to Lil Wayne, Salt and Pepper back here. Um, but yeah, yeah. I went. I went in Brooklyn in 2019, right before the universe shut uh, shut down. It was. It was amazing. And it was hot, and it was a lot of incense. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of incense, 
a lot of noni juice and uh and a lot of a lot of vegan food but yeah that's 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 my that's my environment when this those are the things i i will look forward to in the summer of 2022 because i don't trust people this year i don't trust people this summer but by the summer of 2022 i will feel comfortable enough to go out there and breathe some fresh air and be back at an outdoor concert i'm gonna be all the jazz so you said you don't trust hey you said you don't trust people how about uh, the people? Do you trust the people who have clippers on the front of their jerseys? Do you trust them in any situation? You know what? You know what? I trust the clippers to do what the clippers do, which is take up a lot of oxygen and then fail. That's what they got to do. That's what they're going to do every single time. The clippers to me are like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. They got all this attention. People seem to believe in the modern Dallas Cowboys, the Tony Romo Dallas Cowboys. You can point out all these great stats that Tony Romo has, but at the end of the day, he choked. He was a loser. He couldn't get it done. At the end of the day, he ended up hey, being stop, a great Stop. Terrible. Wow. Terrible. Terrible quarterback. Terrible quarterback. always got to – Wait, so you, wait why can't you just – Jason. Jason. They got caught up with the brand. I, I, Jason. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get back to the Clippers in a second, but I'm not going to sit up here and stand by and watch you slander Tony Romo. Now you're taking me back. It feels like I haven't had this argument in five years, man. Tony Romo was a miracle worker. Tony Romo needs to be appreciated for what he did under the circumstances. Tony Romo is not a loser. How dare you use the L word in relation to Tony Romo? Okay. Tony it Romo certainly isn't for Lombardi because I don't think he's elevated. ever seen one of those. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's, that's a lot true. of people. I mean, he ain't he could, going he in that. I mean, if you want, he if, if you want, if you want to say the Cowboys or Tony Romo were overhyped, okay, but you ain't had to go that far. I mean, I get, I, I you know, I get going hard in the paint, but you were, you know, he ain't a loser. You weren't no loser. A- absolute, absolute loser. Absolute loser. And in fact, in fact, if the Clippers continue on this same pace, I why to Kawhi Leonard's house and start re- and just start taking pieces off the actual trophies that he has. Because a year and a half ago, we thought that Kawhi was going to be the next thing. It, with good reason. This this guy was a step away from getting three championships in five years on oh, three yeah. different teams you know, at a quality level. But what he has demonstrated himself to be is that apparently he has done a super adaptoid mind meld with playoff P, which means that he magically disappears. I don't know if that stands for for playoff whatever, but something is something that ain't great. I, I don't. And, and, and I, don't time, I don't know if the day. I don't know if today is the day though. I don't know if today is the day to be slandering Kawhi Leonard. I mean, look, would you yeah, like 41. to see him on Luca? Would you like to see him on Luca every possession? Would you like to see him following Luca to the bench? Absolutely. But I don't. But he, I mean, he did. He did about all. What more can he? And for that matter, look, playoff P. Keep the playoff P, P jokes going. That's fine. But I don't. <laughs> last night, they just can't get. They they are can't get right from life. They just can't get right. Like it's just last night. It was not about the stars in my mind. You know, it wasn't about those two guys. It was about everybody else. You know, and and, and honestly, to me, and I'm gonna go back to some 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 slick slander you had a second ago. And I don't know if it was slander, but because it's it's true to it, but. And I was going to talk about this later, Michael. The Clippers Mavericks series, frankly, is less about the Clippers clipping. It is less mm-hmm. about the fact that the Clippers can't cut it. It's more about a legend in the making in, in the form of Luka Doncic. Like, I'll bro, give you that. Luka is running I'll down the court 
shooting one-legged three-pointers. Yes. Luca out here disrespect. It, it, I don't know if it matters who they put on Luca. Pat Bev, Doc, Doc Rivers could come out of retirement. Ron Harper, yes. Jordan Pippen. I don't care who you put on Luca right about now. He is getting his. Tim Hardaway Jr. is an incredible sidekick for him. Crushing him. Pay that Crushing. man what he's worth. Yes. So I don't oh, know yes. if this is so much about the Clippers clipping as much as it is about the Mavericks and Luca in particular coming into their own. So I think I think it's a combination of both. And I, I, I said this to y'all. Last year, I said, look, the NBA, after 30 years, finally has three legitimate white superstars. They have been searching since Larry Bird. Tyler Hero has, Tyler Hero has fallen off. Joking, as great as he is, oh, yeah. he really does need Jamal Murray. But Luka is legit. He is the real deal. And, and, and if he could, if he developed any semblance of charm, because he kind of got that Dirk Nowitzki problem, great player, but not necessarily the most interesting person to talk to. If he actually can develop a personality, if he can even do some Penny Hardaway level commercials where you make fun of the fact that he isn't really that interesting, that guy is, is a star to make. But but right now, yeah. I also have to say, look, if all your victories, and I will say this is a self-owned, this is a self-owned as a Seattle Seahawks fan. If three quarters of our playoff wins have been against beat down Eagles teams <laughs> in the first round, how proud can you be? And right, if Lucas' right, success has right. primarily come at the hands of the Clippers who just keep clipping, I don't really know how good yeah. I have to see him play against somebody real in the playoffs. I gotta see him go against a real team. <laughs> okay. That's 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 a that's a good way to kill two birds in one stone. I, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. when, fair. I mean, he, I'm not gonna argue if, with that. If he's got to go against another real power forward, if he's got to go against even a, a, a you know LeBron who's 16, 17 years older than him, if Luca goes up against LeBron, performs well, if Luca can go up against people who ain't afraid to body somebody up, look, Kawhi Leonard ain't trying to body nobody no more. You know, Paul George ain't but, trying but, to body nobody. Let me, nobody let me anymore. ask both the audience. Let me, let me ask both of y'all this because, Michael, you, you were talking about this before we went to break. It's like we've seen organizations. We've seen organizations that we thought were cursed, okay? Yeah. Uh, that could never get out of their own way. I mean, even in the NFL, they haven't won anything yet, but look at the Cleveland Browns finally look like, look like they got it together, just as a for instance. We've seen orga- right. like laughing stock organizations, and we've even seen the Clippers. You know, Lob City wasn't that long ago. We've nope. seen them feel competitive teams. They're a legitimate contender. They are a contender, and yet they keep doing the Wiley Coyote thing in the playoffs. What do y'all <laughs> think it is? Is it is it is it is it is it karma uh, from Donald Sterling? Like what what is it about this franchise that no matter how much the names keep changing or the circumstances keep changing, they keep doing the same thing? It's it's, it's like the Oscars without first? a host. No, I heart. got a theory. No heart. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, you know they what? Got though? No heart. I think it's hard. I think they have heart. You know what the problem is? Here's the problem. They've been bad for so long. So that they had a stretch where it was really no comparison between the Clippers and the Lakers. Right? They they could have been they were playing in the same city, but they could have been five thousand miles apart. It was just no comparison. It was clear. One team was always in a lottery, and the other team, if they weren't competing for a championship you thought a championship was coming the next year or the year after. And I think part of the problem with the Clippers is that we overrate them because when they be, when they start to become mildly competitive, we go, oh, wow, look at the Clippers. They're championship level. The fact is, look, they've got two great players and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're supporting cast. I mean, it's, 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 it's all right. It's all right. 
And they got excited about getting Rondo. They got Rondo. They got Rondo at the trade deadline, and they're excited. Oh yeah, he, come on. You got Pat Bev. You got. Um, but this team is Zubac at like center. Like, it's not a great roster. Mike, really you can't tell roster. me. We've overrated. You can't them. tell me. You can't tell me that with Paul George and what's left of the desiccated corpse of Rajon Rondo. But you still can't. You can't tell me that this isn't a better roster, top to bottom, than the Raptors. I think it is. I mean, they were dependent on Van Fleet two years ago to come off the bench. I mean, like Paul George is a very, very good number. I think the Clippers. Are, no, yeah. that, that. No, the Raptors. I, I, I don't, the Clippers don't, are, don't sell the Raptors short. Uh, they weren't a terrible team. They weren't a terrible team. They uh, see uh, Siakam. They Siakam was fantastic. He was. He was fantastic. He was young. But I'm saying, if you go from top to bottom, given how good Paul George is, even though he he magically turns into John Starks in the playoffs, um, you know, you, you still have a very good number two, and I'd say he's a better number two than anybody that Kawhi had. Yeah, playing with right. Kawhi. Number two, I agree with you. I agree that Paul George is a better number yeah, two than number anybody two, the Raptors had. But if you keep going all the way down, I think the Raptors yeah. are a better team by far. That could also have a lot of. If you just talk, I, I, I got I, a lot I, of used the things on their roster. That you you've got some used tos, but also like you still got you still got Kawhi, who's supposed to be the guy's twenty nine years old. He's supposed to be in the prime of his career, and I mean he's basically like I want to I want to zoom into work for three quarters of the season. That's basically what he's been saying. And then you keep giving him all this extra time off, and he still doesn't end up performing. Like that's the part that, and that to me is the hard part. It ain't a health issue at this particular point. It is an inspiration and a getting it done issue. LeBron James can be on two half wheels and make Anthony Davis recognize why we pay you this kind of money. Are you going to get that game every week from Anthony Davis? No, you can't. He's going to do his best. Trey Young, is he going to be great all the time? No, but he can bring himself and bring a lousy team with him. That's what great leaders do. That's what Kawhi Leonard doesn't seem to have. And I'm not not mad at the coach. They got more than enough talent. There's no reason – for this team to be down that bad to Luka. And as good as Luka is, and I think Luka's a great player, he don't play defense. He don't play defense. <laughs> he, play, he, play, yeah. he plays help defense, which has helped me when I got to guard somebody. That's his first to help defense. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, I, this, is, this, is yeah. a, this is a hard issue. You were saying? I, well, no, no, I, no, I was no. just going to say. Ahead, no, I was going to say, I'm going I'm to – I'm going to switch topics on you because I don't know if you heard earlier, uh, Michael Smith, woo, this, I'm still recovering from this. Uh, Michael <laughs> Smith said that my logic on the Brooklyn Nets is Republican logic. So I'm thinking like oh Republican. And look, I just want to say, Jason, uh, beware of the radical left yeah. and watch out, <laughs> watch out for cancel culture. Okay. All right. So look, let me ask you a question. Though. Seriously, about those about those Republicans. Yes. There's a, a, a report that came out that 53% of Republicans still say that Donald Trump is the real president and that Joe Biden or, or, or that Joe Biden is not the rightful president. All right. Trump is the true president. So help me out here. I always go to you for these things. That seems How? low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems yeah, low. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked it's only 53%. Like... What's the logic? Can you help me out here? Like, what? What are they? Here's, what are they using as their? What? 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 What is it? Fifty-three percent of Republicans don't think Joe Biden is president. Fifty percent 
of the net starting backcourt thinks the earth is flat. There's all sorts of crazy people out there. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're incapable of participating in democracy. It just means that they come to some false conclusions with whatever information they happen to be working with. My thing is this. I think I, I also, you know, I have my own criticisms oftentimes with the Hill and a lot of their programming, a lot of their writing, and a lot of their reporting. I think these are I think these are silly polls. I really do. You stop. You got to stop asking people, do you think this guy is legitimate? Because all that does is feed into the answers people want to give. It's like asking somebody, you know, uh, do you think, you know, do, do you think that the earth is flat? Well, you shouldn't ask somebody if the earth is flat. You should give them an open-ended question and say, all right, look, what do you think the shape of the earth is? Draw in a blank, right? If you give people the option to be stupid, they're going to be stupid. If you give people an option between reasonable answers, they're going to give you reasonable answers. It's just like, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Do you believe Barack Obama was born in Kenya? Yeah, because I'm a racist, right? But if you ask people the question, where was Barack Obama born? They're going to say Hawaii or America or in a manger or on Krypton before they sent him here. Whatever it is their belief system is. So I think those kinds of questions are silly. The bigger issue to me is not whether 53% of Republicans think that Joe Biden is actually in office or whether Kyrie thinks they're in flat. The bigger issue is that you've got a whole bunch of people who don't even want to play the game. They don't really believe in functional democracy. And that's where things become dangerous. I would rather ask the question, do you believe that there was an attack on Washington, D.C. on January 6th? Ask them that kind of question. And I think all too often you have a lot of media outlets because of the people who run them, because of the demographics of the people who run them, want to ask these pleading questions to a certain racist demographic of our country because they want to be found, they, they, they want to be proven incorrect. They don't want to believe these people believe what they believe, so they keep asking them dumb questions. That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. And, I, and I'm not surprised that most of those people believe that, but I also bet you a million bucks if you ask them, do you think your vote was legit for your Republican member of Congress? They'll say it was fine. Um, I'd love to know um just your observations on on just yesterday on the uh, the coverage, the commentary, the conversation around the commemoration of, you know, the year since George Floyd was murdered. I just love to know what you observed based on what you read or heard or watched yesterday and what it says about um, how far we've come or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the year since uh, George Floyd cap, cap, and his murder captured the attention uh, of the nation. So at, at, the, at the risk of being a provocateur, which is a risk I take every day, at the risk of being a provocateur, I wrote a piece for the Grio where I said, look, you know, I'm, it, it concerns me. Memorializing the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death concerns me. Not because George Floyd wasn't important, but because, and I argued in peace, because memorials have a way of sort of eating up the history and the context around them. And we start concentrating on this one or two people and, and, and forgetting the circumstances which led to that person being important. The reason George Floyd mattered was also because of Breonna Terry and Ahmaud Arbor. It's because people were so angry and disgusted at that. And then you had this video come out and that was the one that finally broke through. It was also because we were all trapped at home. It was also because we had this insane racist president who seemed to be antagonizing these issues. That's why George Floyd became important. So my concern is that I don't want us to wake up in, in, in 15 years and George Floyd's the only name we remember. 
I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want it to be a trivia question on Jeopardy 2035 when LeVar Burton is still there and say, you know, who's the person? It's like, no, it wasn't just about George Floyd. It was these other people. The other concern that I have, quite frankly, is that in a one-year memorial, we have a tendency to want to come up with meaning. And I'm sorry, but, you know, Makia Bryant was shot today. We got the ruling on this man's murder. And, and, and the more we try and make it about one person, it's, it's, what we, it's what we learned as kids, right? You learn about Martin Luther King, and you didn't learn about Bayard Ruskin or C.T. Vivian until you got to college if you were lucky. So, you know, I was, I was concerned about the focus on Floyd yesterday. I think I think that concern, I don't want America to focus on him because that's the name that the majority of the white population can remember and empathize with, as opposed to recognizing that he was simply Some one part, maybe the midpoint and a larger issue. I, I don't ever want to have a day where, where, where my students or your, you all's kids are 18, 19, 20 years old and they forgot about Trayvon and they forgot about Sandra Bland and they forgot about Mike Brown because all they remember in school is George Floyd day as we all circle around the George Floyd tree and watch the George Floyd story, you know, 24 seven on TBS. I don't want that to be the case. And what's so interesting is that it's one of those one year anniversaries where there's nothing to celebrate. There's, there's no, nobody can say in good conscience, Oh, we've come so far the anniversary. In the last year. Uh, even feels like a on, weird on the, word the, to attach to it. Yeah. An- anniversary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even just saying, on the anniversary, you know, Right. On the, yeah. yeah, on the contrary, we haven't come that far. But I, I'm going to ask my final question for you, Jason, is do you think the uh, whether you whether you agree with the verbiage of the policing act or not, do you think that policing act or, or the or even believe in police reform or not? Do you think that will pass ever? No, will we ever get to a point where we're going to get some look, look come to some common ground. There's Kool-Aid that your grandmama makes. There's Kool-Aid that you make. And then there's a the really, really watered down version that you sell for five cents outside the house when you're a kid, okay? We're going to get the watered-down version of this bill, not the one you Don't made. Don't be using all my sugar. Huh? <laughs> right, exactly. There's, Don't be using no all my sugar. This ain't that Kool-Aid, this ain't that Kool-Aid that, uh, that they were making at house party that, that made your oh, no. teeth hurt, where you just pour, where you, no. this ain't, where you just pour in the whole thing of sugar. Yeah, I got, I got you. No sugarness, no 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 syrup at the bottom, no sweetness, no nothing. No, it's got no flavor to it. And look, I've I've talked to members of Congress. I know that they're working hard on this sort of thing, but we're not going to get anything substantive. And I always say, and this is the same thing I was saying about a week ago, because you had some people in the black community who were mad. Some, not a majority, very small vocal group who are critical, of, say, like the the COVID anti Asian hate bill. I, I compare the, the COVID anti-Asian hate bill to what we're seeing right now with the George Floyd Policing Act. Both of these things are wonderful to do symbolically, but nothing in any of these bills in their current past form by Joe Biden, that executive order, or what we're seeing in the George Floyd bill, none of them would have prevented the tragedies that sparked the writing of the legislation. There's nothing in the George Floyd Policing Act that right. would have stopped Derek Chauvin from killing nothing. Nothing. That man right. still would have had a job. And, 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 if, and, if, and if a 17-year-old young lady had not taken a video of it, nothing would have happened. This bill doesn't change that. The, the, the COVID anti-Asian hate bill does nothing to prevent random acts of violence that happen in the street because people are bigots. So I'm not a That's believer. That's I was saying yesterday. It's like we're, we're so focused on a, accountability and justice. It's like I, I, I'm less concerned about that than like preventing it in the first place. You know, it's like yeah. you know, accountability. Right. Is, exactly. You know, very, very much reactive versus proactive. 
So, so I've said along, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to get passed. I don't think it's going to get passed in a reasonable form. You know, shout out to Tim Scott, which might be the only time in my life I have ever said this. I mean, look, on the scale of Wait, disappointing what? black people, I got I got to right. say it. Excuse on the me? scale hold of on, disappointing on, black hold people. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I knew I was having audio got, problems my, earlier, I, but for I, real, for real. For my, real, for my real. IMB was tripping just now. I, I'm, I'm my IMB was friend. tripping. I'm sorry. Sorry, but we have, some te- we have technical difficulties here from time to time. <laughs> Jason, I'm so sorry. I, I, I missed what you said. Can you repeat I, I, about the last 10, 15 give, seconds? What'd you say? I Shout out to, to who? Tim Scott, to Tim Scott. I've got to give Tim Scott some credit in this particular way. In this particular way. Because he's consistently had conversations with Democrats on police reform. He's actually kept up on this, to his credit. I was... You know, I was going to give him the Daniel Cameron Award for the most disappointing black politician in America this year, but he has consistently stayed on at least making a national registry of the use of police violence. That matters. That data collection matters. It's ridiculous that we don't. We keep we keep records of hospital deaths. We keep records of, of abuse and things like that with NEA and education. His push to collect that kind of data is important, and he's the only Republican the only one who's had any substantive conversations with Democrats on police reform. So I give him credit for that. Do I think he's a great guy? No, but I can't put him in the Daniel Cameron, uh, Ben Carson territory anymore because he's actually done work on a piece of legislation. That's that's no, my no, no. Listen, that's my George I, I never, hey, you know, I never took you as the I never nah, took man. you as the kind of guy to give somebody credit for doing the bare minimum. I mean, it's it's the Liz Cheney yeah. conversation. It's like okay, so state <laughs> the obvious, get you a medal. You know what I mean? Like okay, but, but, like but, not but being see, one of them makes you, you know. But I, I got you. But that's, that's nah, nice he got the award, man. It, but, ain't, but I, it ain't Daniel Cameron's award. It's his. It's the Scott Award. But, I, but here's but here's the thing. What he's talking about though is something that's never been done. That's why I give him credit. Like, no one else has done that. No one else has said, you know what, I mean, Obama talked about it, but he's the only one who's talked about that. And I got to give somebody credit for actually saying, it was a Republican or a Democrat who were standing out saying, hey, we really actually need to have this collected data. It shouldn't be up to the Miami Herald and the New York Times and the Washington Post to dig through police files and all the lies and discrepancies that happen in that to collect data on police violence. That should be a federal registry. He gets some credit for that. One little bit. That's no, it's a George Floyd miracle. No, listen, that makes a lot. That makes as usual. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, bro, we appreciate you, man. Good to see you as always. We'll see you next week. Um, yes. You know, we'll see once, the, once the, the Clippers Lakers are done and once the Lakers advanced. are in the second round. Yeah, all, all, all is all is right with the world right about now. Oh, we will never get an LA series ever. We, we won't. We won't. And I want to. I want to say this real quick before we go. I am, I am, I was not until the last 24, 48 hours seeing Kenny Mayne file you and everything else like that. I legitimately think Aaron Rodgers may hold out. I'm, I think that's real now. I don't think this is just BS. I don't think it's just performative. I think I, 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 yeah. I could see Aaron Rodgers legitimately holding out Word. parts of training camp if he does not get what he wants. And in a 17 game season, at 37 years old with his health injuries, I can see him being like, I'll show up, I'll show up maybe game one if y'all don't clean up what I want cleaned up. I I am now convinced of that. So, you know, that's great. If he holds out to say week four when Seattle goes up there, maybe we'll find a beat him in Greenback. That's my all, dream. Always, always comes back to the Good Seahawks. Stuff. Always comes always back comes to back the back Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate you. Go Hawks. See y'all next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go Hawks. All, right, all right, my brother. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I think Jordan is definitely, you can tell he put some work in in this offseason on his own. I think the ball is really jumping out of his hands well right now. And, you know, it's day two of OTAs and, you know, all we've really done is thrown routes on air. We had some seven on seven, but you guys could see that the team periods, they're not full speed. So, um, you know, we're excited about just some of the progress we've seen with him, but certainly there's a, there's a long way to go there. You know, Michael, that was the point I wanted to make yesterday, uh, or I failed to make okay. yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you, we t- we've talked the last couple of days, really, about Matt LaFleur and and him having to deal with uh, his, his Hall of Fame quarterback not being there, and whether he would rather have Aaron Rodgers there, and if this is a bad thing for Matt LaFleur. And, and I was thinking, man, it's actually a great thing for Matt LaFleur. This is actually a great thing for the organization. This is actually the best thing that could happen to the Green Bay Packers right now. It's a it's a silver lining. It is a blessing in disguise. It is a gift. It is a favor that Aaron Rodgers is doing this organization, whereas some may see it as Aaron Rodgers trying to exact his pound of flesh, uh, you know, trying to exact revenge for them drafting Jordan Love in the first place against whom he has nothing yeah. personal. He harbors no ill will toward Jordan Love individually. Um, he made that clear. But honestly, this is great for the Packers. And what you just heard from Matt LaFleur um, speaks to that. Speaks to that. Let me take you back to uh, 2008 uh, when I was still an NFL insider. You know, I remember talking to Mike McCarthy when Aaron Rodgers' predecessor was involved in a stare down with the organization about whether they would accept him back as the starting quarterback when he was still trying to determine whether or not he was going to continue playing. Every offseason, they had done that dance with him. Is Favre going to retire? Is he going to play again? He's skipping training camp. You know, he's, he's on his tractor in Mississippi and he shows up and plays. And until the Packers said, look, enough's enough. We're moving forward. Aaron is our quarterback. And I remember talking to Mike McCarthy. And one of the reasons Mike McCarthy was so dug in, was so adamant about drawing a line in the sand and saying we are moving forward with Aaron is because of how impressive and how, uh, how much Aaron had matured and grown and evolved during quarterback school in the offseason. Because let's not forget, once upon a time, and I've told this story on the show, once upon a time, I had to help get Aaron Rodgers in a party. Okay? Is that max capacity, and security would not let Aaron Rodgers in. I say that to say, once upon a time, Aaron Rodgers, although he was a first-round pick out of Cal and famously was left in the green room when he thought he would go first overall, instead he went 24th, and the Packers stopped his slide, Aaron Rodgers wasn't always... A given. He was an unknown, literally and figuratively, at one point. 
after three years of sitting behind Favre and developing in the offseason and evolving and growing and maturing from the guy that got drafted at Cal to the guy that finally took the field in 2008. That's what had Mike McCarthy so excited about turning the page and so confident that Aaron Rodgers can handle it. Fast forward to 2021. There is nothing to be learned or very little to be learned Hmm. by having Aaron Rodgers at OTAs right now. But Jordan Love right now is getting invaluable work, invaluable experience. It's not game experience. It's not even preseason experience. I know that. But I'm telling you that this matters. Jordan Love taking reps, first team reps, albeit against air, albeit in shorts, first team reps as the guy with Matt LaFleur, albeit without the top five receivers, who I don't know if this is some show of solidarity, but let me make sure I, I, I remember everybody. Obviously, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Alan Lazar, Devin Funches, Equimania St. Brown, all of them, they're also absent right now. So, other than Amari Rogers, I couldn't tell you who Jordan Love is throwing to right now. Point being is that in the long run, this is actually going to pay dividends for the Green Bay Packers. Whether Jordan Love ends up starting in 2021, 22, 23, or ever, this is actually the best thing that could have happened to this organization is Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, staying away from OTAs, living his best life, which we'll get to in a second, and Jordan Love getting the work that he did not get last year. Because remember, there's a reason they traded up to get this kid. Somebody was going to take him early in the draft. Whether it was the end of the first round, early in the second, it's easy to forget now amidst all the controversy, but there was a lot of buzz about this Utah State kid coming out last year. And there's a reason why they went up to get him. And last offseason, just like everybody else, his preparation and his development was compromised by COVID. This is a blessing in disguise. This is a silver lining that Jordan Love is getting work that he otherwise wouldn't get if Aaron Rodgers had showed up like he always has. You know, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I appreciate it. I appreciate um, those stories that you told, taking us behind the curtain, the life of an insider, Michael Smith, that you had uh, in your previous life. But you know what, Mike? This is kind of like, you ever watch a show or a movie? Of course you have. Watch a show or a movie, you know what's going to happen. The main character doesn't know what's going to happen. And you're trying, you're talking back to the screen. Nothing like watching a movie <laughs> with black folks, really. And you're talking, back, you're talking back to the screen, you're like, no! Don't do that! Don't go in the basement! No, he lying. She lying. Okay, you know that what they're doing is not going to work out for the best, but they do it anyway. The Packers are that character in the movie that you just keep screaming at to make a better a, a better decision, a different decision, and they won't do it. Look, everything you said is true. Yes, this is great for Jordan Love. The Packers are getting a lot of intel, seeing Jordan Love throw against air, and they draft him in the first round for a reason. All these things, because of that, Read the room on Jordan Love. Read the room. Jason Johnson's absolutely right. Read the room on Aaron Rodgers and know that he's deadly serious. And move on. Move on. You're about to lose this. You're about to lose this. It is not the best thing for the organization. I'll make it clear. Okay. It's not best for the organization to let 
Aaron Rodgers dictate where he's going to go next. That's not best for the organization. The best thing for the organization is for Aaron Rodgers to stay there as a happy quarterback or even as a disgruntled quarterback. That's the best thing for the organization. But the worst thing for the organization is oh, wait, that Aaron Rodgers just pause, goes. Pause, 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 please. Right. I'm sorry, pause. That second part, that second part is a concession. A, a slight concession, whether you realize it or not. You said the best thing for the organization is to have Aaron Rodgers there as their quarterback or even as a disgruntled quarterback. Yeah, that sounds a little different than what you said before. To be honest with you, I got yeah, you, it's you a little like, different. Look, he's not happy. It's a little bit different. There. Move on. It's so I don't mean to throw off your train of thought there, but because I just, you know I just wanted to, you know, no, no, I'm not going to lose sure my point. Right. I'm not going to lose my point. And, and, and right, it's a little different. And I'll say it's not what I would do. Now, what I would do, I got a disgruntled employee. I don't take it personally. You don't like it here. Fine. You may not like me. You may not like the operations. I, I know. I, okay. Go be great Move somewhere on. else. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 it's all right. I'm not mad at you. We'll exchange cards and we'll see each other and it'll be nice. It'll be pleasant. But with the Packers, from their perspective, uh, a happy Aaron Rodgers or a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers, they've seen both. Both guys have been great. Both guys have won MVPs. So they say it's best for the organization to have them here. But that's best. I, I understand from their perspective. But the worst thing for them is for Aaron Rodgers to say, I'm leaving Wisconsin. Uh, don't look for me at, at Packers games. Uh, don't look for me uh, around the state. I'm not coming back. I'm going to sit out the season. And then, so he sits out the season. You get Jordan Love by force. You have to. You weren't ready. He's not ready, but you got to put him in there because Aaron Rodgers bounced and you get no compensation. That's the worst case for the organization. And I, I tell you what, Mike, they're going down that road. That, that's exactly where they're headed. That it, it, Aaron Rodgers not going to suddenly say, you know what? You guys are right. I, I love my teammates. I, I love my teammates in Green Bay so much that I'm just going to come back. And even though I don't like the philosophy of the organization, uh, i.e., I don't like the general manager. I'll come back anyway. No. Let's move on. Move on. It's, not, like, it's almost like, are they trying to elect, are they going to lecture him into an epiphany? Are they, are they going to guilt him into it? Are they going to strong arm him into it? Probably not. So there, there, there are two ways to go. Trade him or watch him sit. So why not trade them? So there's a, there's a word to describe. There's a, there's a word to describe that. There's a word to describe that. And, I, and I, I, it's, it's, What's the it's word? called retirement. It's called retirement. Let's play a game, shall we? Let's, let's play a little hypothetical game. Yes. It's a hypothetical a game? game. Sure. I like games. And, I like games a lot. You know, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen the, the wonderful pictures of Aaron Rodgers uh, in Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. Hanging out with his uh, with his uh, fiance, uh, Shailene Woodley, and the actor Miles Teller, along with Teller's girlfriend. Um, he, he's he's living his best life right now. There we go. Look at that. Yeah, he, it, all smiles, unbothered. It's beautiful. Yeah, Miles Teller, great actor. Um. Let's play this hypothetical game. What if, Michael? 
What if Aaron Rodgers decided like a certain other number 12 not that long ago that you yep. know what I'm done. You know, I, 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 I can't, we can't get over this hump. I gave it my best shot. I had a great season. You know, I want to walk away at the top of my game. I, you know, I got, I got other interests. I want to pursue a career in hosting and media, uh, social justice even. Uh, I'm about to get married. You know, I played long enough. I made enough money. My body's in good condition. I don't, I, you know, I haven't taken that much of a beating, not like Andrew Luck, but I, I want to go ahead. I just want to move on with the rest of my life. I've, I've given enough to this game. You may think I should have won more Super Bowls, but I've only won one. That's enough for me. I got nothing else to prove. I'm done. The same way that Giselle is in Brady's ear saying, what more do you have to prove? Aaron Rodgers' fiance could be in his ear. Aaron Rodgers could just be saying to himself, you know what? It's been, it's been a good yeah. ride. I made enough money. I'm done. That's right. Yeah. If that were the case, if that were the case, this would not be the daily story that it is. If that's how it went down, everybody would be accepting of that. Be like, damn, man, I wish, I wish you'd have played longer, but I get it. But I get it. The issue is this was, is, and regardless of what Aaron Rodgers says, this is about Jordan Love. And it's about the perception that the Packers yeah. drove Aaron Rodgers away prematurely. When all I've ever Why said, I'm like, I think this is the disconnect. This is part of the. Well, because eventually, Why do you say perception? Aaron Rodgers, eventually, Aaron Rodgers, like everybody else, was going to decide. Or have the game decide for him, I've had enough. Which is why you have a succession plan in place. Which is my, why I mentioned Favre. Eventually, Aaron was going to walk away. They all do. Nobody plays forever. Except for Brady, apparently. But nobody. But they, they never no. play forever. Eventually, they're going to determine that they're done with football. So whether Aaron Rodgers determines that he's done with football because he's tired, because he wants to spend time with his wife, because he wants to do something else, because he's lost the passion for it, or because he's pissed, either way, the Packers had to prepare for that eventuality or that inevitability, however you want to describe it. And they did so by drafting Jordan Love which is what every smart organization does. You have a quarterback in place when the other well, one gets old. Don't say ain't nothing wrong with that. And Aaron Rodgers and everybody else who wants to be pissed off at the Packers okay. because they had the okay. nerve to address the most important position in sports the same way they did in 2005 when Brett Favre was there and Hold they on. drafted Aaron Rodgers and sat in for three years. Can, oh can my God. God forbid that a team draft a quarterback. And this is why they drafted the quarterback because Aaron Rodgers one day was going to decide for one reason or another to walk away from yeah. the game. The end. Let me, I, I just want I'm done. I just want to give you a little bit of a uh, piece of advice for free. Okay, a little bit, a little tone little, it down. Little, take, little, it down little take, take it down a notch. Take it down. Take it down a notch. I'm sorry. Take it down. No, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say like a friend of mine, one of my best friends. Um, he's in his 40s, well into his 40s. He always says. Um, <laughs> He always says something like, you know, don't say always. Don't say everybody. Right, right. Don't, like, don't do yeah, Don't yeah, say, right. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's not a good. That's not good arguing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad tech yeah, arguing. Generalizing. You always do right. this. You never do that. Yeah. 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 Because listen, yeah. you do that, and and you coming up on sixteen years of marriage, and you know you do that in an argument with your wife. No. And that's extended time on the. Couch. Oh, I catch myself now all the I, time. I'll be like, yeah. you know what you do? I'll be like, you always. It's like it seems. I catch myself. I'm like, Ooh. I'm sorry. It seems to me like you, you know, what I feel. This is how I, yeah, I feel. I don't know if this is, this is how I feel. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And the reason I say that is, look, I understand. I understand that we are, we talk about all sorts of things, talk about music and movies and sports and politics. And we talk about these things. Not because we think we can do them. It's just it's interesting conversation. It's just things that that uh, compel us in one way or the other. So I am under no illusions that I'd be able to run an NFL team. But one of the things I disagree with is teams uh, when they do these things. I just think it's crazy when you have a when you have greatness at one position. It's not like a normal job. The NFL is just not a normal job. It's a job, but it's unusual. So if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's playing at a high level and you still have an opportunity to win, I think you are out of your mind to spend a first round pick on somebody who ain't going to play. Now, I know the Packers did it. Packers did it mm-hmm. with Brett Favre, but different circumstances. Favre sure. uh, wasn't playing at the Not MVP level. Orders. When um, when when Aaron Rodgers no, was drafted, right? He was not an no. MVP. No, he was no. He well, was, and, and, well and he was constantly and he was constantly constantly talking about retirement. He well he he, he yes. had not had his late career renaissance. He had not 2007 right. had not happened, and obviously his Vikings year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no question. Right. No question. So you got Aaron Rodgers. You got a chance. You you go to the NFC Championship game. You're thinking, hey, we're we're we're, we're so close. We're so close. We could probably get somebody who's going to play this year who's going to help us. I'm not saying it has to be a wide receiver. I'm not going to play that game. Could have been a D tackle. Uh, could have been a safety linebacker, whatever. You draft a quarterback. I think that's just. I I don't like. I just. I I think that's really foolish. You can't. When you got hall, I'm talking about Hall of Fame talent. I'm not talking about good players. Hall of Fame players. I say ride them until they come to the facility in a walker. And, and and they mm-hmm. can't play anymore. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, they did it. The Broncos did it. His arm was basically falling off. And then finally, they said, all right. They benched him for a while, then brought him back for the playoff run. These guys are so rare. You're not going to have them long. As long as you have them, I don't care about the future. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about Jordan Love. Nothing against you, Jordan. I'm trying to win right now while I have you. And so I'll think about the future when you're gone. And that may mean that may mean that I go six and 10 one year with uh, a hodgepodge quarterback plan. But I'm certainly not spending a first round pick on somebody who's going to sit there and watch you for a year or two or second round pick. That's crazy. A second round. You get a a second round. Probably not. Any pick. No, I wouldn't. It's the one. Is it the one? Uh, No pick. pick. Yeah, uh, probably day three. Day three. Develop more of a development. I, I, I'm just trying to Tom Brady range. I'm trying six, to maximize six you. Six round. You roll the dice on a six rounder. 
pick 199 when you have a hundred million dollar quarterback, you know, or if you're Minnesota, you'll right. take a Kellen Mond, you know, but like, no, how, like third round, second round, third second round, too round. High? would you, would you take, would you third, take a Jimmy Garoppolo? Second round's too high. You you should be able to, would you second round? Too high? Okay. Cause I think a good organization, I think a good organization can get a starter in the second round. So you can get starters okay. in the first and second round. I mean, like you can get starters anywhere. I, know, I understand that, but just the thought. Yeah. Theoretically, you're picking in, in the second round, the 30s and 40s. You probably should come away with the starter. I and to pick a yeah, developmental I, I, guy. I get it, man. Listen, and I think that's I, weird. I, I understand the desire to connect them falling short in this year's NFC Championship game to. Jordan Love standing on the sideline instead of somebody taken with the 26th pick of the draft who could have been in the secondary or who could have been rushing Tom Brady or who could have been, I don't know, catching a few more of Aaron Rodgers' touchdown passes because obviously 48 in the regular season was not enough. Um, so I get it. I, I, I get to, I get the desire to connect those two things and say, but for the pick of Jordan Love, maybe they would have been in the Super Bowl. But I just think that's just too too simplistic, quite honestly. Um, I, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to look at a team that went 13 and three for a second consecutive season into an NFC championship game and say, well, if you hadn't drafted Jordan Love, maybe you'd have won that game. Just looking at how the game actually played out. That's a, that's a heck maybe of a, been 15 and one. well, you know, get, did it matter maybe when the game won, was at home? Maybe they would have won by two touchdowns. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I don't, did it, did I'm it not matter, taking did it back to the game, game was at home. Could it, I, I'm no, not no. going back to the game. You understand what I'm saying, though? And I agree no, with you. No, you're not. So Mike, but you're, no, but Mike, you're, your, o- your overall point about building a team and saying if you have a great quarterback, why would you invest a first-round pick or any high pick in that position? I'm pushing back on that saying why wouldn't you? You know, like, no, I, like look, Rodgers, he may not have thought that he was – He may not I'll have tell thought you, Let me that, answer the question. I'll answer the question because I'm living for today. I'm living for oh, wow. today. That, that's a player mentality. Great. It, it, yeah, Great. but no, that is a, that's a player Great. mentality, but you know what that is? That's also a recognition of who you are and where you are. Like when you've got, when you've got these special, so in any, in any sport, I, I'd say uh, Wayne Gretzky was in the news. So uh, I'll go old school. When you, have, when you have Wayne Gretzky on your roster playing for you, yep. you have Michael Jordan, you have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, you have all these great players, these once in a generation or once in a decade players. Take it. You got to know who you are. I, I don't want to. Look, Aaron Rodgers, I'm with him. When he said it's philosophy, he should have just been a, kept it 100. He's pretty much saying what I'm saying. I wish he would have. Hey, man, what you doing? Yeah. What you doing, man? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We ain't thinking about we ain't thinking about yeah. big picture. It's nice to sit in an air conditioned room with a bunch of scouts and you're getting takeout and you get the food coming in and you're talking about players theoretically, but I'm out here grinding, man. I got like three years left in my career, maybe two or three years left. And you sitting here talking right. about five years down the road. Come but on. all I'm saying is, Michael, all I'm saying is I get that, and, and he, he feels like the you know it's about the people, and they disrespected this person as in me as an Aaron Rodgers by you know starting a clock on the end of my career. I will dictate when I'm done. I'll let you know when I'm finished. 
But unfortunately, an organization can't look at it that way because, okay, forget about his skill level, whether or not, you know, he drops off some proverbial cliff or not. What if, again, what if Aaron Rodgers just woke up one day and said, I don't want to play anymore? Would, would anybody, you know, like, what's the organization supposed to do? Supposed to have a plan in place. Okay. So it's called a succession I, plan right. for a reason. That's okay. And and, and, okay. and and again, because, you know, Jordan Love has it, never been it, and is not a threat to Aaron Rodgers' job, especially when you go out and win MVP. He's not a threat to his this. job. He's insurance, if anything, against, I don't know, the fact that he may retire. Mike, I'm going to make this comment, and I, I, I'll, I'll be completely honest, that the research may not back me up on this. Okay. I haven't done any research. Okay. It's just a thought. It's off the top no, of my head. I haven't done no, any research okay. on this. So I yep. could be totally wrong. But I will say, to answer your question, what the, what's the organization supposed to do if Aaron Rodgers decided, you know what, today's Wednesday. I just don't want to play in, uh, in the NFL anymore. See you later. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bleep you and goodbye. That's Eddie Murphy. Wrong. Which he, which, which, look, what she may do. What she may do. Which right. he may do. Uh, right. He may do that so, for different look, for for a no, different reason, but he may just decide I don't want to play anymore. Okay, but if that happens, not hold out. Happens, you say, what's the, what's the organization supposed to do? What would people say? I will tell you that most organizations, even when they have a plan for a great player's departure, the plan doesn't work out most of the time. We always point to Joe Montana. Uh, Joe, you know, Steve Young following Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers yeah. following Brett Favre. Most of the time, there is no plan. You, you got a you got a great yeah. Hall of Fame talent rep, uh, retiring. There's no plan. Whether it's a defensive player, when, when when Jim Brown left Cleveland, when Barry Sanders left the Lions, sure. when Calvin Johnson left, all these players just say, "Okay, I'm out." Generally, yeah. even if you have planned for their departure, you have not planned properly because it's a Hall of Fame talent. So I'm going to give you a pass sure. on that. Your your plan is uh, uh, to give you a little scripture. A hey, man plans and God laughs. I'm going to laugh at your plan. <laughs> it's not good enough. Sure, you got a Hall of Fame. But here's the thing: you are replacing life Aaron goes Rogers, on. Really? The shows With, the shows got to go on. Jordan Love is not the shows got to go on. Jordan Love is not the answer. I, I'm, I'm going to say odds are. How do you know? Jordan Love. Well, How not, do you know? I don't. Okay. All right. I'm saying odds are. Got you. That Jordan Love sure. is not the Fair enough. ten I'll give year. You that. I'll give you that. He's not going to be the ten year package quarterback. I'll give you that, and I guarantee if you dig up what people said about Aaron Rodgers when they drafted him in the first round to begin with, or correct, you know, in, in the years He's that he was exception. sitting when Favre kept him on the bench, he's one of the exceptions. Okay. Okay. Sure. Dan Marino. Hey, hey, um, hey, how, long, how long were the Dolphins looking post Dan Marino? The Broncos oh, post John Elway. I mean, like, there's so many examples. Yes. No, the, these guys in many respects are irreplaceable, but that doesn't Cowboys mean you don't plan for the Aikman. future. Number one, the show goes on. Um, number two, the show goes on, and all right, yeah, you're right. Plan, but also plans change, and that's all I would love Aaron to realize if he's taking a moment to reflect in Hawaii. I said a long time ago he should just get over it. That's harsh. What I mean is, yo, man, plans change. Yes. They may have thought that after a year, maybe two, they would show you the door. Yes, you threw a wrench in their plans. Can we move on now? Okay, plans change. They, that may have been their plan. 
just like it was the Patriots plan to have Jimmy Garoppolo succeed Tom Brady and so on and so forth. Plans change. So I started off this conversation by saying it's the best thing could have happened to the organization to get a good look at Jordan Love for him to get some work. I also want to say on a personal level, on a personal level, because I'm out here making travel plans for the summer myself, by the way. Um, it brought me great joy to see Aaron smiling. And I hope he, he and Miles are enjoying themselves because honestly, I think the best thing for him, if I could be his you know, life coach for a moment, is to get away yeah. from all of this. To not be at OT freaking A's at 37 years old. Like, you don't need OTAs, Aaron Rodgers. You know, go by all means, live your best life. Go to Hawaii, to the world. Fulfill every erotic desire. And when you come home, you will marry Imani. No, but like, for real, like, go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> and just like, like, just get away from all of this for a second. And maybe he may come back with even more clarity and certainty about what he wants to do. So I was very happy to see that. I'm excited to see that he's also participating in... TNT's what is it the match which if I have one criticism for this matchup is probably what everybody has is that and maybe this is already in the works long before I'm sure you know Mickelson Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers was already booked it just was announced today that this was the the matchup but God almighty can Phil Mickelson I don't know drop out so we can get Brooks Kepka because your boy Tom Brady yeah. or should I say Tom Brady's social team was on fire today. I mean, on yeah. fire with the Kepka DeChambeau Look at that. mean. I mean, crushing it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, like, you know, so even when he ain't playing, he winning. Even when Brady ain't playing, he winning. So that was, that was a didn't Kepka, like, you know, like, didn't Kepka, oh, there it is. There it is. There it yeah. is. Yeah. He responded. Yeah, good, like, I mean, good, good, good for cool. Aaron Rodgers, man. Good for Aaron Rodgers. It's like, you, you know, I'm, I'm glad he is enjoying himself. Go play golf. Pull a farve. Pull a farve. Keep everybody waiting because they'll wait. They'll wait. That much I know for sure. That much I can say for certain. For certain. I can say, well, as much as I can say anything for certain. They are not going to tell Aaron Rodgers, oh, no, we've moved on. Okay. I don't think they're lying. So Aaron Rodgers could go play at all the celebrity golf tournaments he wants. He could try to compete with LeVar Burton or whoever else for Jeopardy. He can go, he can go tour every country. Enjoy this time with your fiance because you'll never get it back. So enjoy it. And when he's ready to come back, the Packers will welcome him with open arms, as they should. Whenever that is. Yeah, Packers, so go ahead and pull a far. Take your offseason. A lot, a lot of these teams, man, a lot of these teams are spoiled. They, they, they just don't think that they're, they're used to players just kind of caving. What happens when a player, what happens when a great player doesn't cave? What happens if a great player says, on. you know what? Yeah, this is good life. I'll play golf. I'm just, you know what, my, man? I, I, we, we could literally, we could spend, it's so funny. We could spend all day on this topic. We could spend all day on this I topic. Love and we have spent but we, a lot of days on it. Yeah, we'll put a wrap on it. I'm just something else. We, I'm, we a break first, but I'm not, I know we are. Yeah, let's, I wanna, let's go ahead and take a break. Go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead and roll the music, Gary. Yep. No, we'll do it next. We'll do it. We'll do it right after the break. Like first thing after the break. It's just you know. So go ahead and roll the music, uh, guys. Um, I'm just saying it. Just it's incredible that like I'm, you know, it, thinking from the pack. I'm just not afraid that Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away. 
I'm not afraid. Like yeah. you, you, the way you describe it just now, it's like what happened when a player doesn't cave. It ain't about caving. It's a fact. It's about the fact that the show will go on. Whatever he's done, the Packers will have to continue playing football. And if that's now, all right, not what we had in mind. But okay, if it's two years from now, whatever it is, that's the game. That's life. So yeah. In the meantime, live your you best. Know what? You know what my party would say? This radical behavior is ruining the country. Aaron Rodgers and the radical left must be stopped. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's not my first time being an opponent in in Boston. Uh, So, you know, I'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball. You know, there's no belligerence or any racism going on, subtle racism and people yelling shit from the crowd. Um, but even if it is, it's, it's part of the nature of the game and we're just going to focus on what we can control. Is it something you've experienced in Boston before? I'm not the only one that could attest to this, but it's just, you know, it, it won't. It... <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, as I said, Mike, that was Kyrie Irving last night. Uh, the Nets beat the Celtics. And then postgame, you know, Kyrie Irving being asked about returning to Boston. Uh, people in Boston know this. I'm not sure. I'm sure people nationally have seen it, too. Seen it or heard it many times. Kyrie saying in October uh, of 2018, hey, I plan to resign with the Celtics. Uh, if you'll have me back. I've told my teammates this. I've told the organization I plan to come back. All-star game happens. He sees Kevin Durant. He switches course and does not resign with Boston, obviously, winds up with the Brooklyn Nets. So his, his time back as a player, first time back as a member of the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs. And he brought up belligerence and racism in Boston. Uh, Mike, I'll just, say, uh, I'll just say this, because I know we both have, and I really want to have this conversation with you. There's nobody else I'd rather have the conversation with than you, quite honestly. Now, we both have uh, Boston ties. I live here. You've lived here. Uh, you lived here many years and worked here for many years. And I can tell you that, you know, just all the places I've been, all the places I've lived, I've had some pretty interesting experiences, first as a black boy, as a child, dealing with uh, the racist structure of the country, and then as an adult man, my, one of my first interactions was traumatic. I was too young to realize how traumatic it was. I was 10 years old in Ohio, uh, questioned by a police officer as I rode my bike. What a little nerd. Little nerd riding his bike to the library. That's what I was doing. 10 years old. I'm small now. I was small then. I didn't look like I was 20. I looked like I was 10. Floppy T-shirt, bike. You know, and going to the library, and I was pulled over uh, on my bike. I was stopped by a police officer 
who got on the uh, on the call and said, "Hey, tell me what the suspect looks like again." And I can hear the the static of the radio. I remember it like it was yesterday. Six feet tall, light skin, bruh. Okay, uh, you know, twenty something years old. And he stopped me. He looked at me. He said, "Okay, you can go." Never told my mother that. She didn't know about it. And I don't know why I didn't tell her. Uh, if and to this day, I haven't really had that conversation with her. I think it would break her heart to think that something I was so vulnerable out of her purview they said that that would happen to me, a 10 year old kid on his way to the library. That was in Ohio. I ha I've had experiences in Pennsylvania uh, with the police. I've had experiences in Chicago, racist comments all over the country. But the place I've lived the longest is Boston, Massachusetts. I've been here since September of 1994. I think that's 27 years, almost 27 years. And I've had racist experiences in Boston, just like the other places. But unlike the other places, Boston has this scab, this conversational scab that the other places don't have to deal with. I'm talking about Tupelo, Mississippi ain't got to deal with it. Tuscaloosa, Alabama doesn't have to deal with it. Philadelphia, Mississippi. I'm talking about some of the sites. Uh, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, some of the sites of some of the most uh, horrific uh, racist incidents in the history of the country. And even recently, Charlottesville, Virginia doesn't have to deal with what Boston does. Anytime race and Boston comes up, boom. It's a mushroom cloud. And so, on yeah, one hand, it, have you, have you sampled? How's it been today? I, I don't know if you've had a chance, or maybe you've been on some shows. What's it been like in the you know sports talk radio world? You know, always. Boston today. Is, I, in I'm the gonna get there. those comments. Yeah. I'll get there. It's always the same. Has it, has it been? Has it been it's blown up today? I'm talking about it. It always. It always does. It always mm -hmm. does. And 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 it's interesting because I think Kyrie Irving knew exactly what he was doing. I don't I don't think he wanted the smoke of coming back to Boston. You don't want to deal with it. You know what? That, you know, people in Boston, they got a lot of mouth. Okay. I'm just talking about like, take, yeah. take race out of it. Just a lot of mouth. People in Boston are just it's, it's kind of an abrasive. It's an in your face kind of place. And so mm -hmm. you can't. It, it, nobody's going to be subtle in Boston on anything. Food, sports, politics, mm -hmm. whatever. It, it's not a subtle place. It's just not. And it's one of the things I love about it. Um, but I think Kyrie Irving knew what was coming and he knew that scab. Boop, just touch it. Just touch that scab. And what you're going to get is distraction. You're going to get a lot of defensive people in Boston. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about? It was, uh, uh, we treated you well or, or we're, like, we're like anybody else in the country. What are you talking about? Why are you picking on us? On one hand, yes, I understand that part. But Mike, here's the other thing. I do think, I know, uh, as a black man who has visited every state in this union except for Alaska, who has been on this earth for 51 years, I know that the question, have you experienced racism, hits me as if you asked me, Today, have I experienced Wednesday? Obviously. 
I've experienced it everywhere. I know it's everywhere, yet Boston, there's something about a racist in Boston who will go to the park and amplify the supremacy. And there, we can't think that there aren't races in other cities, but why does this always happen in Boston? And we don't hear about it in mm-hmm. other places. So Kyrie was to... trying to muddy the conversation, but he went there because there's a history there. And I'm Correct. fascinated by uh, the history, history and a, and a present. It's... And well, a, pre- a present, not just a history, but a present. You know, it's, it's not like it's, it's not past tense. First, let me say a couple of things. All right. Well, so I'm not saying, but history like four years ago, ball. three or four years ago, Adam Jones. Oh, yes. Sure. Like probably three or four months ago. Why? But my, we just maybe we tell, just don't know about me. it. But my, so, a couple of things on Boston for me. Um, first of all, everybody that knows me knows I'm from New Orleans. I moved to Boston in 2001. I got so much love for Boston. My career was birthed in Boston, working mm-hmm. for the best sports section in the country, the Boston Globe. Out of college for three years, I am the poster child for right place, right time covering the New England Patriots at the dawn of the Brady Belichick era. Okay. I owe my career, my life to the, 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 the tempest that is the Boston sports market. There's no better place to cut your teeth as a young sports reporter than Boston. Uh, incredible history, incredible energy, incredibly knowledgeable and passionate fan base. Um, I was blessed to start my career in Boston. I was blessed to, grow up as an adult in Boston because I moved after college. I obviously met my wife who's from Framingham, Massachusetts. I started my family in Boston. Um, my kids were born there uh, before we moved to Connecticut about seven years ago. So I've, I've been in New England all my adult life. Um, I got a lot of love for Boston and I love Boston so much that I could tell it the truth. Now, the truth of the matter is, Michael, I cannot point to a specific incident um, that I can at least recall that stands out of, of, of racism in Boston that I experienced firsthand. Uh, part of it had to do with, you know, I went to ESPN in 04, still lived in the Boston and Framingham, Massachusetts era, but most of my time was spent going west, not east. I was going west on 90 to 84 west to Bristol, Connecticut versus 90 East into Boston. So even though my home was Massachusetts, spent most of my time on the road or around the country or in Connecticut before I eventually moved here. So, um, but I think what had a lot to do with it, and this goes to like, I'll use the word privilege in this context. Man, it's not like being a sports reporter in Boston because if they respect you, right? Oh my God, you're a local celebrity. You're a made man. Like, they, I mean, they, like they love you. Like you play the Amen. games in Boston. Like it's like you are like, wait, I, I'm just a guy that writes. I'm just a guy that talks about it. Like <laughs> right. you get I'm just love talk- in like, Boston. I'm just, I'm just talking to the dudes. <laughs> like, Bruh, you, you get it by you, osmosis. Like, you know, I, yeah. I'm just the man next to the man. Like they say in New York, right. you can make it here. If you can make it, you can make it, here, you can make it anywhere in Boston as a sports journalist or a sports reporter or a sports personality. If you make it there, man, ain't no, be- no better place to work. No better place I'm to work. Witness. So I had it good is what I'm saying. I'm like, I, yeah. I feel like part of the reason 
other than God's grace that I did not experience racism firsthand in Boston that I can recall offhand is because they knew me and they liked me. They respected the work I did because then I was the guy on around the horn that was that had the Boston Globe in the background. Even though my roots are in New Orleans, I repped Boston or so they thought I was the Patriots guys like, oh, yeah, but how yeah, I like that, that explain- guy, you know, so I'm saying, that, I'm saying I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm saying for oh, me no, personally, I'm, I think I was able yeah, to go ahead, go ahead. enjoy a, a privileged existence in Boston, a privileged existence in, Bo- existence in Boston. Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. I think the issue with Boston and that scab that you described is, and you used the word a second ago, is defensive. Okay? Boston, to me, and New England in general, is the I have black friends. I know black people section of the country. Boston likes to believe because Massachusetts is a blue state because Boston is so sophisticated. Boston likes to fancy itself as better than Mississippi or Alabama or Florida or the South or the rest of the country as if, oh, no, we're not. We're not racist. Yeah, there was that busting thing a while back. And yeah, Bill Russell hated it here. But no, you know, we're not. We're not. We're not racist. What do you mean we're racist? What about them? We're no we're no more racist than anybody else. It's always the response. Boston is, is, is to me is very defensive and very and very much in denial about that history because anytime anybody tries to examine or bring that history up or that present up, they get they go on the attack. Oh, not us. Oh, I don't believe it. You mentioned Adam Jones. What did he have to deal with when he brought that up? Forget about the history. Well, don't tell us about the history of the Red Sox. They don't say, tell us about the Red Sox was the last team to integrate. Don't tell us that. Don't tell us about what Bill Russell had to deal with. No, this is no, no, not us. They call him a liar. That's what I've gotten. A lot. That's that's lot the, that's the perception. Like you said earlier, I'm not gonna say always. I'm not gonna say never. That's how I feel <laughs> about the way that Boston I, I think that's deals fair. with its very real history. They don't. They don't want to acknowledge I think that's it. Fair. Let alone. Work to, well, work to do with it. You. The capital of America is not a racist country. The capital of America is not a racist country. Is Boston? That mentality nowhere yeah, is okay. that more prevalent than Boston. Yeah. The capital of a, a may, maybe 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 because you can say that. What I don't like is either extreme. I have a problem with both extremes. What you say is spot on. The defensiveness. So I don't like the defensiveness. But I also don't like the let me clear my conscience by pushing all of my oppression or or all of the oppression that exists. I'll push it toward Boston and make Boston Mm -hmm. a capital city of racism. I'll make Boston the shining star, the jewel on the hill of racism. No, it's not. So I don't have to deal with the racism. You think that's what people have done? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen. Anybody, I've anybody who says it always happens. Well, what do you expect from Boston? Or oh, that right, always right. happens yeah. in Boston? Then you're doing a but version. But I think the of that. reason Look, I wrote this before. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not gonna, I th- but I'm I think not the reason go, people say that, Michael, is because of what I'm laying out. Like I don't think anybody thinks that Boston is is the is the is the is the, the hot spot for racism more than anywhere else yes, in the United do. States. No question. Oh, sure. I've heard that. I think it's. No, I, I heard think it. it's the. I think it's I've the way that. that Boston denies its history. Okay. Well, okay. Well. Okay. Hey. Cool, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll give a couple enough. examples. 
It's, like a, it's what, a different what, what, kind of racism is what I'm saying. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I, look, Michael Che, Michael che from, from NBC Family once had a joke that Boston mm-hmm. did not like. It was Atlanta was playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you know, 28 to 3. He had a joke. He said, I'm looking forward yeah. to this game. Paraphrasing. The blackest city in America, Atlanta, taking on the most racist city in America. I reject that. Mm-hmm. Not because I live in Boston. It's because I live in the United States of America. How, well, yeah, I don't even know how you measure that. But, but Michael, but There's that's no not the point, thing. though. And I, it, There's but no whether you realize thing. it or not, but whether you realize it or not, this is how it's coming off what you're saying. And we, I think we're saying the same thing, that Boston is not alone in this struggle. That's America. This is a, it's America. Okay? It's like, so no. And Boston, and Boston has a lot of great tell things Tell me how I'm coming it. off so I can okay? correct it. Tell me well, how I'm coming off. Kind of like you're defending Boston, and that's not the point. The point is to not be racist. The point is to is, is, to, is right. to not say, well, we're not the most racist city in the country. That's not a competition. That's not, like, no, okay, it's nobody, not a competition. You shouldn't, and, you shouldn't and, strive to be the least racist the least racist place or less racist than somewhere else. Well, well, like, that's I not a compliment. But I reject that too. I, but Mike, that's, that's why I'm not saying, you. And, and but that's what I'm saying. The perception of Boston is you're not saying that. Well, let me get but this. that's what it, that's I, kind I, of along those Boston. lines. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to clean myself up in three minutes. Okay. Um, Actually, I don't if you can do it in a, one because we got to give a shout out before we leave. We got to give a shout out before we leave. So do it okay, in one if you can. Let me do it this way. I don't believe there is a least racist place in the United States of America. In no. other words, if I take no, Boston out not. of the mix and then I deal with all the other major cities in the country, I'm going to be cool. I don't think there's a place I can go to where I don't have to think about uh, race. And I don't think there's a place that I can 100%. go to where they do, they do race uh, different than everybody else. We here. So we here. That's all Everybody's problems are, they all got the same problem. It just looks different. 100%. We there. Yeah. But I got to tell you this. Last thing I'll say. Boston has to confront why this happens. I mean, think about it. It's amazing. There are there are rebel, there are Confederate flags flying in some cities and some stadiums. Yet in Boston, we hear about black Red Sox players saying, "Yeah, I hear it in the stands." You play for the Red Sox. You ain't the reporter who talks to the celebrity. You are the celebrity, and yet you hear it in your own outfield. You got to confront that. Why is that happening here? That's a big question, and you got to deal with that. And listen, you got to deal with it. No, I, I hear you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it up because um, you still live in Boston. You lo- you love it. I loved it. I wouldn't trade my experience in Boston and my connection. You know, albeit looser now for anything. I just wanted to say this, man, because just to bring our relationship full circle. I don't know if you saw this, but and he didn't play last year. He's 47 years old. He said the writing had been on the wall. Adam Vinatieri retired. The all-time leading scorer in NFL history announced his retirement today. 24 seasons, surefire Hall of Famer. We would be remiss, Michael, you and I, if we didn't shout this man out because he changed our lives. Changed a lot of lives. I still remember sitting right next to you in the Superdome watching that field goal come toward us through the uprights to win Super Bowl 36 over the Rams. I also remember shoveling my car out of... Fox, a snowstorm at Foxborough Stadium, the last game played at Foxborough Stadium against the Raiders. Happy retirement, Adam. Awesome. Hi, hey, congratulations. All right, brother. See you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.